cliffcentral.com. It is time for It's Going to Be Okay with Dr. Hanan, renowned psychologist, head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. And because we have Candice with us today, we'd look into some of the uh, I know we've we've kind of spoken about this a million times, Candice, so you may be bored with talking about it, but I think it's so important to get into it. I'm not bored with it. You, you are one of those people who could talk about it. Um, forgiveness is such an, an, an important thing, and so few people have the ability to do that, to actually be able to forgive. And I thought we'd talk with Dr. Hanan about this this morning. It's not just for the people who are being forgiven, but for the people who are doing the forgiving. And And maybe you can... You could just give us the, you know, the, the, the brief background, because I know you have told the story before on the show, but it's appropriate because Dr. Hanan is on as well. Hey, Doc, nice to see you. Nice to see you guys. How are you? Good. Good so morning. I, so I want, I want Candice to tell the story of kind of why forgiveness is such a central part of her life. And then I'd like to hear your comments, Doc, because I think there are lots of us who could benefit from that. Yeah. You know, um, Gareth, it's actually such a good segue, right? Speaking about silent as goes on Robin Island and then going yeah. into my story. And I think the reason I'll always have a sentimental uh, relationship with the country and why I feel like we need to respect our histories, because when I was nine months old, unfortunately, my father was brutally murdered by an apartheid assassin by the name of Eugene de Kock. So many people will know Eugene as prime evil. He was sentenced to 212 years in prison. And fast forward to when I was 25 and I met Eugene in prison, I forgave him and I advocated for his parole. And that's really when my life changed because a lot of people were like, what are you doing? Why would you forgive this person? And why would you advocate for his parole? And I think that always comes back to what you just said, Gareth, which is, I needed to set myself free because so often we think about forgiveness as being for the other person. I can't forgive you if you don't say I'm sorry. I can't forgive you if you don't do A, B, or C. Not remembering that we're the ones that suffer. The other person's not Mm -hmm. thinking about you. The other person's not thinking about your suffering. You're the one that ends up suffering. That that is, I mean, it's a, it's a summary and we've spoken about it on this show before and I've spoken to you many times about it. So I don't want it to look like we're just, you know, using you for your story again, but I think it's such a powerful story. And I mean, doc, you, you could probably comment on this and, and help us understand why it's such a big deal. And you know, I meet people, Candace, um, who go around and they're still upset about someone who said something to them at high school or, you know, there's someone that they have a, a, a feud with a family feud. Like there's someone in the family that they haven't spoken to in like 30 years and they pride themselves on it. They're like, ah, oh, I'll never talk to her, that bitch. I've got nothing in common with her and she must learn a lesson and I'll keep ignoring her until the day I die. You know, doc, we call them feribles, right? Um, what, what, what does that, what does that do to a person to, to hold on to all of that? Yeah, the holding on to resentment is a, is an internal cancer that just keeps on growing and growing and growing. How many times on the show have we spoken about the coin theory and on a, on a high level, you know, we wake up with 100 coins in the day and you spend it where you wish. And once those coins are done, your body goes, good night, and you wake up the next morning with another 100. The problem mm-hmm. is when you run out of coins at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and now you've got and nothing to give and then you have to steal from somewhere else you have to steal from your health and your resiliency and your relationship with your kids and your relationship with your partner and your sense of purpose and meaning in life and uh, hope for the future 
So what a sense of resentment holding on is a waste of coins. You're spending so much energy trying to close a loop that cannot be closed, that you're wasting so much energy on something that yields no return on investment. And you're spending all this time. And if you think for one second that it's not affecting your health, your relationship with your loved ones, your relationship with your sense of purpose and meaning, and I said hope for the future, well, you're mistaken. It's stealing away coins. And I always say to myself, because my kids are the most important things in my life, and I always ask myself, is it worth me investing my coins into A, and remembering that I'm going to steal it for my kids? And if it's worth it, then I will. But if it's not worth it, because obviously I'd rather invest my time and energy into my kids, then I do not waste time. That's why I don't waste time on forribles. I don't waste time on resentment. You just got to let it go. And there's a couple of things that you have to know on how to let it go. But letting go of resentment is probably the single most important thing that you can do for yourself. Never mind the other person. Because as Candace says, the other person has moved on. They're not dreaming about you. They're not thinking about you. They're not meditating over you. When they are working hard at work, you're not part of their equation on a daily basis. It's you that carrying it. And imagine waking up every morning and carrying a 50-kilogram weight on your shoulder. How much more inefficient are you? And uh, swap that weight for emotional weight. So it is about letting go, for sure, for yourself. You said it's one of the most important things you can do for yourself. I mean, that's, that's no, you know, you've given us lots of advice on the show here. You've explained this coin theory and all, all kinds of other things that have really helped me to figure out whether or not I should be putting energy into stuff. But what you just said now is, Enormous. It's like this is one of the biggest things you can do for yourself, if not the. Um, so when you hear Candace's story, and for those people who haven't ever heard it before, they must be sitting there going, oh, my God, that's that's huge. That's such a big deal. And it really is. Um, it takes – it doesn't take a superhuman – I mean, you won't say that you're superhuman, Candace, but it takes a hell of a lot of power and strength and personal, um, I would say – fortitude to be able to face someone who you know has killed your father and go i forgive you that's a massive deal but you know what it is gareth and this is how i refer to it i always think of it as being selfish actually like i needed to be selfish i needed to pour into Mm -hmm. myself and holding on to that resentment was keeping me from living the life that I was destined to live. And I think that's what we don't account for. We think, oh, you know, by holding on to this, somehow energetically I'm punishing this other person, when the only person you're mm. punishing is truthfully yourself. And so I remember one thought that really changed my life was, Eugene Decock killed my father, and now I'm letting him kill me too. And so by holding on to that, I was physically suffering. My life was suffering. And so that's what we don't get, that people get to kill us when we hold on to the resentment because it does manifest physically. It manifests in our physiology. I mean, I was getting sick. So there's so many things about resentment that I don't think we take into account. Sure. Uh, You know, uh, maybe it would be really useful for people to understand that Justice is a psychological necessity. That's how we've survived for 200,000 years. Human beings get along with each other when we play games, and games are based on rules. At the moment rules are broken, we feel a sense of injustice, and that triggers a deep, deep, deep sense of resentment in us. There's no human being on earth that is okay with injustice. If you're okay with injustice, then that means there's something wrong with you. So nobody is okay with the rules not being played fairly. 
And when the rules of the game are not being played fairly, that should trigger a sense of resentment. I mean, you, we all need to close that loop. And it's very important to define, and this is very important, when I deal with people that have had to deal with injustice, I always ask them, you define what forgiveness means for you. Because forgiveness doesn't have to mean what you did was okay for me. That doesn't have mm. to mean forgiveness. Forgiveness means I don't accept what you've done, but I'm letting it go for me. What you've done was still not okay, and it will never be okay. But I choose to invest my coins and energy into things that better me. As Candle was saying, being selfish, being selfful, investing into self-care. I let go of this, not for you, but I let go of this for me. Jeez. Uh, Leanne, all those grudges you hold, because we know I've, uh, so many. I mean, do you feel like really, really silly now because you've heard these stories of forgiveness? And no, of course, I, of course, I do. Um, but I, I do hold those grudges. You're right. Um, I still have the ex-husband, ex-lover, ex-friend grudge that I bear. Um, mm. But I don't, I don't think about it every day. Um, there is still a lot of stuff I know I have to let go of and I know it has, there has to be a process. Um, and I, I think when you've been really badly hurt in life, you know, you can forget about it and block it out for as long as you want. Um, but inevitably you have to go through the process of letting it go. So, um, so let me, but, let me, let me you be can very allow yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Leanne. I want to, I want to get very practical because it might be really helpful for you. And on the process of letting go, because people think that if you block it out, it always come back to bite you later on. So if I don't think about it, it's going to come back to bite me. And it's not true. And I want to give you an analogy. And this is a very powerful analogy on the process of forgiveness because it is a process. So imagine I invest a million rand into a Ponzi scheme and I lose it. So now I've lost a million rand. I feel a sense of resentment. I feel a sense of injustice. I've got two options. One, invest more into the Ponzi scheme and feel more resentful. Or how do I let go of this resentment? Well, listen to this. What if I took whatever coins I have left and invested into other businesses? Remember, I've lost a million rand. So now I invested into other businesses and I've got one rand profit, 10 rand profit, 100 rand profit from other businesses, 1,000, 10,000, 100,000, a million, 10 million. Now I've got a billion bucks in our bank account. Once I have a billion bucks in our bank account, how do I feel about the million rand loss? It's irrelevant. The way we deal with loss is by investing into things that create value for us. The cost is time. You've got to let time do its thing. Time doesn't heal. It's what you do with that time that heals. But you've got to invest it into the right thing because if I keep on investing into the Ponzi scheme, into the open loop, I will never get over it. As a matter of fact, in 50 years' time, I will be worse. But if I invest my coins and energy into things that create a return investment, my kids, my family, my health, my sense of purpose, my meaning, my future, the future version of myself, within time, I've got a billion bucks in my bank account, the loss has no meaning. I don't forget about it. I'm not okay with it, but it loses its emotional intensity. It is true, though, Doc, that we feel the pain of loss far more than we feel the joy of victory or of success. Yeah. Isn't that right? 100%. It's completely tied to survival. Hurt teaches us a lot more about survival than good ever does. And that's the reality of life. It's not, it's not cynical or bad or good. It is what it is, and we've got to work with it.
Yeah. And I'll just say from my own experience, and I want to make sure that people understand that healing is not linear. So what's going to work for you may not work for me. What works for me may not work for you. However, for me, what I've had to figure out on my journey and on my path is that the things that I wasn't addressing and I was just suppressing and like keeping and shutting down when I think what Leanne refers to about it coming back to bite you is you end up making decisions based on the wounding. So let's say it's a love relationship. So you did not address what happened in that relationship or you can't let go of that pain. What ends up happening is you choose partners that bring out that aspect of you and you're like, I can't trust, I don't, you know, all these things that you're now um, projecting onto this new partnership until you address that I that my previous partner did not make me feel good enough, therefore I do not feel good enough in love. So there's yeah. certain things for me that if you don't address it and you don't look at it and you don't accept it, that sometimes they continually repeat themselves in your life. Um, <clears throat> just quickly, because I'm almost at the opposite end of, like I, I don't hold on to anything, and I think there's a there's an amount of that that's also dangerous um, because it it kind of it's almost like those people who they've hurt themselves, they cut their fingers, so the nerves don't work anymore, so they don't even realize when they've burnt themselves. And mm-hmm. sometimes I won't understand at all why someone is upset with me uh, because I've forgotten about something that happened two weeks ago that they took very very personally and that hurt them. There's there's a there's a kind of a middle ground that's good too. So you forgive. But you also need to actually understand what other people are going through, which I struggle with sometimes. Yeah, you've got to, you know, it's, um, it's not even a balance, but you've got to obviously invest into things that create value for you because the meaning and depth of it goes much, much deeper. Uh, if, you mm-hmm. don't, if you don't get hurt, that means you don't value. So you want to invest into things that create a return. Invest and that means you value. That means it increases the meaning and purpose of your life. But you certainly want to go and let go of things that don't add value. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got time for this morning with Dr. Hanan, but it's always good to check in with you, Doc, and have an excellent week. Not we'll hopefully see you on Monday next week with a whole lot more. And I thank you, Candice. Sure. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, thanks, Candice, for telling us that story. I, I know, you know, every time it's kind of like they're going to be, there's going to be someone who hasn't heard it before. I mean, Ryan here is saying big ups to Candice. He's our producer. There's some grudges. I won't let go of. I find the forgiveness thing one of the hardest things to do. I think that's true for a lot of people. And it is inspiring beyond belief to hear about your story because it wasn't easy and it took a long time. But as you say, why punish yourself? Because that's all that's going to happen, right? Yeah. And also, I think it's important for people to realize that forgiveness is a muscle, Gareth. Like you have to continue working it. Like, I mean, there have been certain things like I could forgive Eugene. And then there was an ex-partner that took me like forever to forgive. So it, it mm. comes and it goes. It's not like a persistent, I'm not like in Zen mode all the time. <laughs> like, you, you get forgiveness, you get forgiveness, yeah. everybody gets forgiveness. Yeah. You know, it's still something <laughs> I work on myself. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com.